Hey, hey, sisters, we are back with another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today we have a very special guest. Sandy Cooper is on the show, and she shares everything from motherhood to being an author, but the meat and potatoes of this episode and the next one are actually about social media. In this episode, Sandy shares about how she was using social media as a mom and as a business owner, and how God revealed to her the truth in how she was using it, the red flags, and called her to go against the grain and leave social media. So tune into this episode and be sure when you're done to come back to the next episode and listen in as Sandy shares about some of those red flags and signs of why you might need to take a break from social media as a mom. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Do you desire balance and want to glorify God with your life? Are you often up late at night conflicted between whether you accomplished enough or you were present enough with your kids? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel overwhelmed by all the things on your to-do list? Hi, I'm Sasha Star Robertson. I know the weight of that stay-at-home mom life. It can feel like a burden to stay on top of things when you don't know how to manage your time and struggle to read your Bible. You want structure, a routine that flows, and a little time to pursue things for yourself without mom guilt. But you keep telling yourself, there's no time, and I can't find a good schedule. Well, sister, you've found the solution. On this podcast, you'll find encouragement to help you live rooted and grounded in Christ, time management tips for busy moms, and mindset shifts to help you feel organized, productive, and peaceful, focusing on what matters most. So grab your cold brew or kombucha and strap those kiddos into the car seat, and let's jump into today's episode. Hey, hey, sister. Do you feel like you're maybe unclear about what matters most in this season of life? I am now offering one hour purposeful priorities clarity calls just for you. I have a deep desire to see women, mothers, walking in integrity with what God has for them to eliminate the overwhelm and chaos you're experiencing through an unbalanced life and schedule. I want to help you gain a deeper understanding of your most purposeful priorities at an emotional and spiritual level in a way that connects with God and allows him to lead your goals and your actions for this season of life. So sister, if this sounds like something for you, scroll down, click the link in the show notes and schedule your purposeful priorities clarity call today. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode with Sandy Cooper. Sandy is a Bible study teacher, podcaster, writer, and professional certified home chef. Wow. Can you come over, please? (laughs) She helps frazzled women find peace. She is the author of three books, including her latest, Mom, You're Amazing, and Other Things I Want to Tell You. She has been blogging since 2008 at thescooponbalance.com and podcasts weekly at The Balanced 
MomCast from her home office in Florida, where she lives with her family. Thank you so much, Sandy, for being here. I'm super excited to dig into the topic of this podcast today, which we're going to talk mostly about social media. But I want to know a little bit more about you as a mom. I want to know more about this book, Mom, You're Amazing. So (laughs) anything else you'd like to add to this bio? Well, I was going to add, we talked about it briefly right before uh, we hit record, but uh, two of my kids are adopted. And so, um, so yeah, we have that in common. So yeah, that is one little extra thing that I always like to tell people. How many kids do you have in total? I have four. So my youngest is 16. Um, Then I have a 21 year old and almost 24 year old. I don't even know because like, what the heck? I feel like I have three little kids. Um, and then my oldest son, Noah, passed away when he was nine months old and he okay. would be 25. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that had to be so tough. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Understatement, you know, it's yeah. the worst, worst thing that a yeah. mother, it was my worst fear. Yeah. And yeah. And I lived, lived through it by the yeah. grace of God. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. I think, uh, this isn't you know something we were planning on talking about today, right? I think for most moms, it's like our biggest fear, right? Like I have these thoughts all the time and I'm like laying in bed and I'm like, Lord, please protect my kids, make sure they're breathing in the morning, you know, or whatever else. And so it's just like, I'm thankful for God and the peace that he gives and that I can hold on to the truth that he loves my kids more than I do and that he is a good, good father. And so, um, Man, I can't imagine, but yes. yeah. <laughs> thank you for sharing that yeah. with us. Sure, absolutely. Tell us more about this book. Yes, so Mom, You're Amazing and Other Things I Want to Tell You is a curated series of essays that I wrote on my blog between 2008 when I started my blog and 2017 when my daughter Rebecca moved out. And so it is, um, it's broken up into three sections. And so if you have like littles that are babies and toddlers, that's the, you know, first section, the middle section is if you have like elementary school age kids, and then, um, the last section is for teens and, um, and I start out by telling, telling it's, it's an encouragement to moms, I guess, by telling them that, no matter how hard parenting gets and no matter how unexpected the journey is, um, that God is good and you are an amazing mom. Like you are doing so much better than you think you are because the enemy would have us to believe that uh, we're failing every day. Like every mom, every mom I talk to feels like she's messing it up Mm -hmm. somehow. And I, I just wanted moms to be encouraged that, I, I mean, and we opened up, not planning on opening up that way, but I start out the book by telling the story of how we lost Noah, mm-hmm. our, my oldest son. And, um, and, and not only that, like that was, I started out parenting with the worst possible case scenario. Like mm-hmm. that was the worst thing that I could ever imagine happening. And that was my introduction to motherhood. Mm-hmm. And so on that foundation, I had to decide how I'm going to approach this thing. Like, am I going to trust God with my kids? Like you just said, like, am I going to do that? Or am I going to raise my kids in fear? Or am I going to be bitter? Or am I going to walk away from the Lord? And it's really, um, 
these essays told in real time. So while I'm in the middle of the struggle with the toddler, with the baby, with the middle schooler, with the high schooler, um, and my kids have, you know, they're kind of all over the place. I, you know, two of my kids are adopted and one of them is on the spectrum and one of them has had um, a lifelong struggle with depression and anxiety and self-harm and eating disorder. And, and so I, I try to, it's the encouragement that I wish I would have had as a younger mom um, to have just an older mom come alongside me, uh, you know, an aunt or a, a big sister to come alongside me and um, just listen to me, empathize with me, and then take me by the shoulders and point me back to Jesus. So that's really the premise of the whole book. Wow. We all need that too. Yeah. You know, I, I love that same thing. Even just hearing you say what I wish, you know, an aunt or a big sister or somebody, you know, could come alongside me, listen and empathize and encourage me. So, wow. Mm -hmm. Um, add to cart. (laughs) Yay. Uh, That sounds incredible. And, and I love that it's, it's almost like this timeless book, right? Because I can, Mm -hmm. I can get it now. I'm, I'm a mom with littles and I can read, you know, that first section. And then as I go into the second section, read that or reread that, you know, as the time comes. And, um, and so I love that it's for everyone across the board that you, you didn't really count anybody out in that. So yes, super, super cool. Um, okay. The big meat and potatoes of what we wanted to talk about today on the podcast is about social media. And so do you want to give kind of like an introduction to that and and share with us really what God has put on your heart about this and what you've come to learn over your own experience? Sure. Um, Well, first of all, I didn't say this when we started, but thank you so much for having me today because this is really generous of you for letting me talk to your audience. I um I just love that. I love going and talking to other podcasters and other audiences. So thank you so much for doing this. But um, so, so I, in 2008, when I started my blog, I also joined social media. And at the time, Facebook was a baby platform. Um, it had only been available to people like us for about a year and a half at that point. And I jumped in, I was a little skeptical before I jumped in, but once I jumped in, I was all in. And I realized I could find every single person I had ever known. We had moved around quite a bit. And so um, it was so fun to reconnect with people that I had grown up with or that, you know, we lived by in our last house and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I friended every single person I could possibly find that I knew from the, like I said, the kid down the street that I grew up with to the person that I just saw in the church lobby, like, you know, that morning. And I just friended everyone. And it wasn't long before I realized that it was a really great way, great and easy way to share my writing. And so I'd started my blog, like I said, that same time. And it was super easy back then. You could just post the link and everybody saw it and everybody shared it. And it was it was like a very low um, effort with a really high return on investment because I a ton of people read my stuff. They shared my stuff. I, back in 2014, I had a post go viral, like crashed my site. And I thought, this is awesome. So um, it wasn't long before, because I was actually seeking publication, like traditional publication at the time. And so I'd go to conferences and you know present my book proposals, meet with author, agents and, and publishers. And um, they were taking notice of bloggers who had a social media presence at the time. And, and they were giving us numbers to shoot for. And, you know, all of a sudden the word platform is being thrown around. And, and so, um, 
so then I realized, okay, I have to take this thing seriously. It's not just a fun thing to connect with people, but now it is a job. Like I, I need to really work at building this thing. So by 2016, I'm now eight years in, um, I have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. I'm on it all the time because not only am I keeping up with every person I've ever known or, and trying to build this platform, but I'm also now my two older kids are old enough to have their own social media accounts. So I'm monitoring that circus. And, um, and then I'm also, everybody has a Facebook group. And, you know, so if I want to know what's happening in my kid's classroom, or if I want to know what's happening with the sport or the, the club, or, you know, I'm in like paid writing communities where I'm paying to be around other writers or in a mastermind for entrepreneurs or whatever. And so I end up being there. I mean, with all of those things, I'm probably spending four to six hours a day on social media. And all of that contributed to what I now understand to be a social media addiction. Like I am on it all the time. And, and so, um, I started, you know, continually trying to take breaks and distance myself from it and do all the things just to create good boundaries around it. But every time I went to go take a break, I, this fear would overcome me because for one, I felt like I was cutting off a whole appendage for my work. Like I, I couldn't not be on social media. I had to have a social media presence. Secondly, I couldn't, um, leave because my kids were on, like I have to monitor them. And that's totally legit. Third, I'm like paying to be in all these communities. So I'm either going to have to like quit them all. Like, I didn't know how to navigate that. I didn't know any other writers or, um, I didn't have a podcast yet at that time, but I didn't know any other creators who were not using social media actively. Like those were the, in 2016, everyone was telling you, you have to be here and here's how, and everybody's showing you. So, um, so I, I had a lot of fear around leaving and I felt trapped. Like that was the word I kept using. Like I feel trapped. And so fast forward to 2019, I'm now on it. You know, I'm now 11 years in and I am praying about it constantly. I am just like, God, I, this sucks the life out of me. I don't have time to do the things I want to do. And you know, when you're on social media, it's a different kind of writing than book writing. And I just didn't have time to create the kind of content I wanted to create because I was too busy writing all these short, pithy quotes and videos and blah, you know, and I'm not afraid of the tech. I, I can do this. It's not that I didn't know what to do. It's just, I thought this is not working for me. And so against the advice of everyone in the writing industry, like I didn't know anyone, any successful author who was not using social media against the advice of all of them. I decided to take a one year social media hiatus on September 11th, 2019. And I walked over to my computer and I'm like, I'm, I need to write the second book. And so I'm going to take this couple hours a day that I dedicate to social media. And I am going to write this book. And when I'm done with the book, I will come back on. And so I was off for a full year, which was actually when the pandemic started. And, and so I missed a lot of that craziness that was happening. You know, every, the whole world divided over all those horrible issues and, um, and I missed the whole thing. And so as you can imagine, I came back on <laughs> with some mixed feelings because on the one hand, 
there are things about social media that are enjoyable. I mean, otherwise it wouldn't be addictive, right? I mean, all addictions have an element of joy to them or enjoyment, I should say. And so social media, of course, like I missed people. Um, I definitely wanted to tell people about my new book. And so, and and I, I was like determined. I thought I'm going to set new boundaries. This is going to be a good experience. It's going to be fine. But then on the other hand, I was like, I really got a taste of what life was like without social media. And I really liked it. And so I came back on and it was, it was just a couple weeks in and I was like, God, I hate it here. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And so I made it a very, I had been praying about it for years, but this was like a real prayer. Like, God, can I lay this down? Can I lay this down and just walk away? And, um, you know, it wasn't like a, thus saith the Lord moment. I didn't hear God's audible voice and be like, Sandy, (laughs) get thee off of social media, but it was an invitation to lay it down because God doesn't want us to carry these weights. Like anything that entangles us, he is, he is inviting us to lay it down so that we can run our race. And, and that was the image that I had gotten from him that like, this was a weight that I was carrying. It was not helping me run. And so I felt like, you know what? I don't know anybody else who is doing this and is trying to have a successful writing career, but I'm going to do it. And so on March 18th, 2021, I manually unfriended all of, I had thousands of Facebook friends, manually unfriended each one, one at a time, just so that I could see who they were and make a note of who I wanted to stay in contact with. I um, made, I, I at first deactivated my Instagram Um, But then I just made it a private account and changed my name so that people couldn't find me. And uh, my, my Facebook author page, which had my biggest following, um, as soon as I unfriended everyone, Facebook decided that, I don't know, I'm not a real person or something. And they made it my author page go away. And so I can't even access it now. And so I thought that was it, Sasha. Like I was like, this is just a thing that Sandy had to do and So I wrote another book and a year later, I am on a podcast tour promoting mom, you're amazing, which was the book I just talked about. And, you know, whenever you have someone on your podcast, it's customary for people to say, and where can people find you? And I would end it with, well, I'm not on social media, but you can reach me here and here and here. And without question, every single time I did that, the moms or the podcast hosts would say to me, what do you mean you're not on social media? Can we talk about that? Like let's, and it would start this whole second conversation about social media. And so I thought, okay, you know, interesting that I didn't realize this was really a thing. I thought this was just Sandy can't handle it. Um, And so then I thought, you know, I, I, my podcast and my writing is for overwhelmed Christian moms. And I thought I have never even asked my own audience do you feel trapped by social media? Like, what are your social media hangups? How are you using it? I told them that I was leaving. I told them how to find find me. I told them why I was leaving, but I never asked. And so after that podcast tour, I surveyed my audience and 50% of the people who follow me said, I too feel trapped by social media. And so last summer I did this deep dive. I thought, you know what? I'm going to learn everything I possibly can about how this is affecting my people. And I read 11 books. I watched documentaries. I watched tons of videos. I listened to so many podcasts and I thought, I want to understand what so why this business model is so faulty, why it's affecting us the way 
we think it's affecting us, what the studies actually say, what do we know? And I'm going to help other moms break this addiction. So that is the story. Wow. Wow. I, I agree. Like, (laughs) I love that you shared so much of that. And I, I agree. I believe social media is an addiction. And Mm -hmm. when you're saying, you know, four to six hours a day on social, I don't even think that's a big number these days. Oh, like, no, it's not. And, and the crazy thing is most of us, our phones will Mm -hmm. track the amount of time that we're spending on certain devices and we can put, you know, blocks on certain things, but most people don't utilize that. And even if they do put a block, it's just like, oh, ignore because I'm I'm looking into something and, and they are the, the platforms are designed to draw you in and to keep you in. And it is, it's so such an addiction. And so I, I really appreciate you for pointing that out and sharing that with us because I found myself in the same boat, um, almost a year ago. I was just like, man, mm-hmm. I just, there, it's just too much noise. I'm on it all the time. And I noticed, you know, my son, I'm on my phone all the time. And I'm like, this is not the kind of mom I want to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think it was June of last year. I took mm-hmm. a month off of social media yep. and, and while I did not feel the Lord's blessing and going back, I was like, okay, I've been off enough. I went back and I was like, I'm going to treat it differently. Like you were saying with the boundaries and everything, I'm like, I'm just going to have better boundaries and set time limits. And, and then before I knew it, it was a couple of months and I was just sucked back in and I felt heavy. I felt gross. There was, um, I, I hear with the fear and the feeling trapped, but also there's this this hustle and comparison and like just so much that comes along with social media that, that I believe feels really icky. And so I love that you were saying you got a taste of, of what it was like without social media in your life. And you really liked it. Yeah. And I think (laughs) I had that same exact thing, but, but what you're saying with the fear, I think my biggest thing, and this might be relatable to some of the listeners as well is I feel like when I'm not on social media, there's a part of life I miss out on, not my life, right? I live Mm -hmm. my life. I'm happy with my kids and my spouse and I'm hitting Mm -hmm. marks in my business and taking care of my home and reaching goals and my health and so many things. But people, you know, if they can't click a quick invite to invite you to their kid's birthday party, it's, it's almost like you don't exist if you're not on social media, you (laughs) miss out about all the community events and people don't invite you and people aren't messaging you in text message because you're not like coming up in their messenger kind of a thing. And so I think that's one of the things that I've really noticed, but it it makes me want to fight against the machine, right? The platform even more because we're built for relationship and we're built for that community and connection. Whereas social media kinds of gives us this false, it's not completely false, right? I've got tons of amazing people that I've met across the United States, across the world on social media, but I I think it can lead a lot of us to neglect the community that we have right here in front of us, whether that's our family or local church body um, or whatever else. And uh, I love that you had mentioned like, God doesn't want us to carry around this like heavy burden 
that it makes it difficult for us to run the race. And so I was thinking when you were talking about that, I don't remember if it's first Corinthians nine or 12. Um, but in there where it talks about, you know, running the race so that you may win to obtain the prize. And it's one of my husband's favorite verses. And, um, Mm -hmm. it was a motto for me when I did my first triathlon. Cause I was like, okay, I can keep my body under self-control and social media is like the opposite of all of this. Right. Right. Um, last thing I wanted to mention was how incredible of you to manually go through and unfriend each person and, and look at them and think about them and, you know, reach out to them and, and, you know, where you felt called to. And so, um, what a big thing I, I would probably just delete, you know, or just delete yeah, the app well, and just leave it all there. Yes. So that, that was a very committed thing to do. Um, and I commend you for that. And then, hmm. and then how you took that and we're like, okay, I'm going to ask my audience and now I'm going to do this deep dive and learn more about it. And so I know you have tons of like information surrounding that to share with us, which I'm super excited to get into because maybe, maybe you as a listener are not feeling this super heavily. Maybe it's crossed your mind a couple of times. Maybe you've noticed, you know, an addiction, maybe you've noticed I'm on my phone too much or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think we're going to get into some more of the revelations about Mm -hmm. what this could be doing in your life and how it might be affecting you in in a bigger way than you really realize. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many things I want to piggyback on what you said, but if you want me to dive into the reasons we can go there, but you can piggyback too. (laughs) Okay. Well, I just want to say about the connection thing. The first thing is one of the things that I learned about social media, and this isn't one of my reasons, but this is a bonus reason, (laughs) um, is, is that it takes that God given need for connection that that we, we need other people and it exploits it. And, and it, it tells you, this is where everyone is. And if you're not here, you will be left out. Like it creates that environment. And that when you were talking about like it's connection, but it's kind of not, and not really being able to tell, like articulate what you mean by that. Andy Crouch in his book, and I can't remember the name of the book. Um, it's his most recent one about social media, but he um, he talks about how social media has created. It's he calls it um, relational superpowers, and so he said a superpower is is like a trait or something that you can do without any effort. So, you know, like Superman can fly, but he didn't, he didn't learn how to fly. He didn't like train to fly. He was born with that ability. And so what with relational superpowers, it gives you this illusion that you're connecting with other people without any of the effort to connect with other people. And he goes into this, I mean, he talks about how it's messing with, um, our, our need for connection, like that God-given need, it's messing with that. That's why we get so depressed and anxious and lonely is because we feel like we should be getting the um, the relational reward of hitting like or um, saying, oh, cute, when someone posts the picture of their new baby, where if it wasn't for social media, we would be driving over to that person's house and holding that baby and bringing a meal. Or, you know, we, we put the prayer hand emojis and we're like praying for you when someone puts, you know, something sad or, or, you know, 
whatever they need prayer on, on social media. And we feel like we've done our friendly duty by, you know, prayer hand emoji emoji when in real life we'd be meeting them and we'd be holding their hands and we would be holding them while they're crying and we'd be watching their face and listening to their voice. It's, it's so much more inconvenient to live that way, but it is so much more rewarding. Like that's the kind of connection we were wired for. That's how God intends for us to connect with people. And that's why social media isn't like meeting that need. And we can't figure out why, like, why do I feel so disconnected? And yet I've never been more connected in my life. Right. That, so that wasn't good. even one of my points. <laughs> that was so good though. I love it. Well, point number one slash point bonus. number <laughs> that's right. point number zero. Point, that's right. Negative one. Oh, oh that's funny. Awesome. There, I'm just going to yeah. leave it at that. That was yeah. so much goodness. Yeah. I'm over here taking notes. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, let, let me, let me just give you a couple of the actual reasons that, um, that I feel like are the most compelling reasons why. Wow, what an episode with Sandy. And ladies, this is just part one. Come back tomorrow to listen to part two of this episode with Sandy Cooper as she shares her top three reasons why you might be concerned about social media use as a woman, as a mom, as just anyone operating in this century of living. And y'all, they're good. They're gold and they're convicting. So be prepared.